All right. Take. What's up? What's up, everybody? <laughs> Take ghost. Try number three. We'll get there. Why are we even doing this podcast together? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> So welcome to the Football Diaries. <laughs> um, I'm Grania. I was born in Leeds um, and I'm a massive Leeds United fan. Uh, I don't have the Northern accent because I grew up in the US um, and I've been living kind of all over Europe the past five years, but I currently live in Senegal. Um, though with the coronavirus, I've been in the UK for the past few months until they reopened the borders of Senegal. Um, so yeah, so that's me, Jaheem. Sure. Uh, my name is Jane. I'm uh, from um, all over Africa, let's say, um, wherever it pleases me to tell people. And I'm a massive Chelsea fan, um, particularly because they had a big African presence uh, growing up um, with the likes of like Drogba, Essien, Mikel, uh, Makalele, uh, Anelka, all of them. Um, it was such a great team that I, I fell in love from the beginning. And since all my friends were Man United fans, um, I immediately grew to resent them, and Chelsea was the one for me, um, which is a good segue to Dinesh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm Dinesh. Um, I'm a Manchester United fan. Uh, <laughs> currently in Singapore, but I spent the last year in London doing my master's. But back in Asia, um, where I'm from, because of the coronavirus. Um, and yeah, so I guess I kind of got into the Red Devils just mainly because of my dad. Uh, he was a big Man United fan. And kind of just um, led on to led it on to me, and I've stuck with them even amidst all the hatred, um, you know. And it's been great, except uh, they haven't won a trophy in in recent times. So I'm hoping this year uh, will be will be a change. <laughs> We're all pals. <laughs> <laughs> we all live on three different continents, and we all love football. What time is it where you are, Dinesh? Oh, it's the currently uh, 1.40 a.m. Uh, Singapore time, Southeast Asia time. Uh, oh, the weather is, yeah. it's, it's clear skies at the moment. Um, I can't really, can't really see the skies, but I, I feel like it's clear skies. See, this is the beauty of it. All uh, different continents, um, completely different time zones. Jaheen, Jaheen, where are you at? I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, and it is 1.38 uh, in the afternoon, and it is clear skies outside, and I can I, I can see outside, so it's pretty beautiful. It's outside. also clear skies here in London, um, ah. and it's 20 to 7. Not a cloud in the sky, in fact. It's been a lovely day. I mean, I've been so working all, all day, but... All in it. three different time zones, and what the hell are we doing right now? Well, we're going to talk about football, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, we yeah, got absolutely. we got Van de Beek, so so we're gonna we torment the midfield, torment Chelsea's midfield. <laughs> well, no, but Dinesh, I know what you're saying. I mean, I hate Man United personally, but I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I was born into a Leeds United family. Like my, both my parents, my mom and my dad are absolutely massive supporters. My dad is now one of the presidents of the Leeds United Fan Club of America over in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> But I did. I really grew up with it ingrained in my family. It, it was something that we did together. It was something that was always present. I remember so distinctly um, getting in trouble for saying Men United in my own house when I was like three or four. Um, I was told to call them scum 
which they are, so it's <laughs> fair. But um, it is. I think football's been something that's so important. It's you know, it's how my dad and I still bond. We always are talking about the football, but it's also I think how the three of us have stayed such good friends. I mean, we what we became friends at university at Georgia Tech in Atlanta, and five years later, here we are. Right. Um, still talking about football, and I love it. It's more than just the game. It shapes our lives in so many different ways. I mean, like you guys were talking about it through your families, through your fathers, um, that you got into the sport, like growing up with the culture of football. Like, for example, like I know Dinesh is probably the same, that we, like our prized possession growing up was our football boots. Um, yeah, always for sure. Wait, why would it not be the same for me? You never said that you played. So. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Jean, good, good response. Jean, good response. <laughs> I, now I now I know what to get you for your birthday. Yeah, a proper pair of <laughs> no, but Jay, Jay, like you're absolutely right. And like another thing is, you know, I was just you, Ronnie. You mentioned uh, we've known each other for a while, but um, first with Jay, I think we met not like on the first day of university of college, but I think one of the main things that like kept us together and why we're like such good friends now is because of football. Um, and then even with Grania, um, I, like I mentioned earlier, um, when we were having conversations in the past, like when you left and you moved to Europe and we stayed in the States, um, just keeping in touch when keeping in touch got difficult. I think the one thing that like we kept in conversation about was the Premier League and about football. And right that just like kept us tied. And I think that's super special and it's it definitely shouldn't be overlooked because for some people, if they don't have that, that one thing to keep them tied, they just lose touch completely. Um, exactly. And that's, I think, kind of the the crux of why we decided to do this. Um, obviously it's been in the pipeline for, for a while, um, but I'm really glad that, that we've we've kicked it off finally. Well, you say it's been in the pipeline. I mean, we've had very vague, vague discussions about it for months and months. And here we are <laughs> with what, five days, four days until um, the first, yeah, until the Premier League starts. And here we are recording. So nothing like leaving it to the very last minute. But it's great to be here. And it's great that we're actually doing this. And I love that we're doing it this season because I feel like I can properly partake in it. Because Leeds are back, baby. We are back in the Premier League. Honestly, there's so many like exciting things for this season. Leeds, I think, is the, is the main, like I think, Cinderella story, maybe. Yeah. Um, but also, like, so many of the teams have gotten really good. Um, like the love, the quality, I think for a, like maybe top half of the table is going to be like, it's going to be super competitive, I think. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think everyone is really happy for, for Leeds being here, especially because of, of Bielsa. Um, but it's I mean, it's just been amazing are... to witness. I mean, obviously I'm going to say that because it's in my blood, but <laughs> it's just been a really incredible story to witness, especially because I think Leeds downfall in you know 2004 when we went down really came not from the players but from the corruption within the club and the management and so to have someone like Bielsa with such a repertoire the things that he's done um you know for Argentina he's such a legend and there's something I don't know if you guys have heard about this but there's this um 
a lot of Argentinians have taken this, it's called the Bielsa pilgrimage and they've flown from Argentina last season up to Leeds to watch him, uh, well, to watch Leeds, but to watch him manage more. Um, so it, it, I actually it didn't know that. Been, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, it's cool. And I feel like we should also caveat to, to, the one or two people that are going to be listening to this is that we are by no means experts. We just really like football and we like to chat a lot of shit. Can we say shit? Can I say bad yep. words on here? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we like words. to chat shit. The <laughs> <laughs> great uh, Jamie Vardy would say chat should get back. <laughs> I mean, one of, one of two is fine. <laughs> But yeah, I guess I guess we should first start out by saying like everyone has this innate love for football and it's brought so many cultures together. It's torn cultures and religions apart. I mean, if you look at Celtics and Rangers, Protestant Catholic, oh, yeah. um, it's really ingrained in society and it's more than just the game. Um, and so I think throughout, you know, as we continue to chat and stuff, some of our friends and visitors will be on the podcast um to talk about their experience with it um with football not with the podcast <laughs> their experience with football growing up and and kind of their influence what it means to them yeah for sure no i i you said it perfectly honestly but um just kind of including that cultural aspect of football um is kind of what we want to bring up with this podcast um because it's not like like Rania, you said we're not experts, and so um, like we re- we actually also want to learn more about our own friends and how they you know have gotten into football because I don't think I know um, you know about some of our you know mutual friends like why or how they got into football. So this is you know also exploratory for on our end as well, um, and yeah. so I'm super excited about that, and then also tying it to obviously our favorite teams and the Premier League and. I think that kind of um, is it's going to make things super fun for the three of us. Yeah. 100%. Which is the most important part anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and Man United winning. Uh, uh, we'll yeah. See. Fat chance. Uh, I don't even have Champions League, it's, it's, it's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But I mean, that, that is a, is a good segue, I think, because I think that, um, you know, we talked a lot about, we, well, we, we have high expectations for our teams, right? And it's coming off the back of probably one of the most interesting seasons that we've had. Obviously, none of us really wanted to see Liverpool win the league, but here we are. Do you know what? Um, if they were going to win any season, I'm okay with it being last season because the celebration was so muted and my yeah. bitter Petty self <laughs> was so satisfied that there's no fans in the stadium. I, I completely like, I completely agree with that. And like my sister's a Liverpool fan. And the fact that the celebrations were so anticlimactic, because everybody was waiting for that since January, right? Or not even January, like December even. Yeah. Of uh, 2019. And then COVID comes and like nobody could like even like you couldn't have made it um and the celebrations like equal to any other year. And so yeah. that was kind of like, I was kind of happy because nobody could like shove it in my face and like, uh, you know, there was nothing to watch, essentially. Um, so that was good. I mean, even even after, because of COVID, like you saw, like Liverpool obviously were, were dominant throughout the season, but uh, towards the latter half when we when, when the Premier League resumed, like they only had one loss before that. 
And obviously there was, uh, what, like four or five games left in the season after. They had two losses and two draws in that, which is m- more than double what they had before that. So, Yeah, right. well, it changed. I mean, having such a long break and then coming back after COVID is something that, I mean, it's been, it's unprecedented, isn't it? None of these players experience that. They have their off season and then they have their season. But having that break in between is just so difficult I would I would imagine I mean yeah. no one's really experienced that and then also playing in an empty stadium um it was it was so weird for me to watch I can't imagine how weird it was for, you know to hear them or for them to be on the pitch playing to an empty crowd yeah, right. that got to change the dynamic completely as well do you think do you think it affected um some teams more than others so I mean I think especially for the clubs that had a lot to fight for like uh say that the clubs in relegation like Aston Villa for example um like i feel like having the fan presence there would have motivated them a lot more obviously mm-hmm. they did secure motion but like bournemouth even in the last like the last game was crazy right. um but still wasn't enough so i feel like the fans do matter a lot for teams that are that you know that that need that extra motivation and i think a lot of teams this season did and i mean that it, it goes to show like some some teams did really well after the coronavirus break like man united for example yeah. Yeah, you know, so and and I mean, obviously, I did that to Bruno Fernandez because I think he's <laughs> a baller, and uh, he went off on a mad one. But I was just gonna say, I I completely agree with you. I think that it it really impacted some teams more than the others. But the other big thing that I saw a lot of um, was just the teams that have more depth on their bench. So the teams basically that have more money um, were doing better. And then also some teams were disproportionately affected by injuries. I mean, I remember watching Man City Arsenal um, mid-June, the first game back, and Arsenal had about four injuries. One, that horrible incident with Garcia, mm-hmm. um, where he yeah. was you know, on the ground for 15 minutes. But after that first game there was no way that Arsenal was going to do well in their last four or five because they already had three injuries then, but there was another two players injured the next game. And so teams like Man City who have so many people on their bench, they're not going to be as impacted as that, right? As, as some mm-hmm. of the newer teams that had just been promoted and, you know, every injury is, is crucial. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, even within just talking about depth, like different teams, just because of the timing of injuries, um, it affected them differently. Like Arsenal was injured, but then um, they had a lot of players injured, sorry, and but then they still won the FA Cup, right? Um, because I guess they got it together near the end. Um, but then Tottenham, before the COVID, had so many injuries. And then when they came back, everybody had pretty much recovered. Yeah. And then Leicester, um, they, I'm assuming, based on their performances, they didn't train too well, I think, during COVID. When the, there was a lockdown, and so when they came back, a lot of their players got injured, um, and so like every team, like even if like let's say three teams had the same level of depth, um, I guess form plus like the timing of the injuries um, and just like how they've kept up with fitness, like really had a huge impact. Yeah, I agree. With Tottenham, like Tottenham is a great example of like. They had a lot of injuries before, and then they they definitely stepped it up after. And but but it's a shame for teams like I mean I, I really wanted like Sheffield United to do well, for example. And yeah. I mean, because of the man the Man City ban, I really wish that was upheld because 
if I feel like that would have been a really big motivator for a lot of lower like Wolves, um, right? Even Tottenham uh, to get that fifth place spot for the Champions League. Um, yeah, I completely agree. But do you know what? Regardless, uh, Sheffield United impressed me so much last season. Um, mm-hmm. Growing up watching Leeds in, in the Championship, it has been a bit of a love hate relationship because I haven't gotten, you know, I didn't let myself get to know the other teams because I wanted us to be back in the Premier League so bad. But the past three or four seasons, I've gotten really into the Championship League. Um, and so I've been watching it. So I've seen Sheffield United there and they were so good, so well put together. And that jump is so big. And so to see them do so well was really quite. I don't know, a rewarding experience, especially against teams that have so much money against them, so much experience against them. Yeah. No, 100%. I mean, the, the, I had so many Sheffield United players in my fantasy league, like a lot of the <laughs> defenders, um, their goalkeeper, which is, I think he's a Man United loanee, right? Um, uh, yeah, Henderson, Henderson. Yeah. I mean, that team was on the matter. But to be honest, um, as, as well as Sheffield United did, I think that a lot of the top teams were were horrendous this season like even I can't like even coming from a Chelsea fan like I cannot believe we stayed third as long as we did like I mm. it felt like every time that we would take a like like if we would lose and there would be an opportunity for I don't know maybe even two three teams to go above us um they also bottled it as well so do you think um, do you think the top teams underperformed or do you think like the Wolves the Sheffield United um you know uh, these mid-table teams just improved and are kind of closer in quality to these maybe top six, top five? I would like to think that. Um, so, but I mean, personally, as a Chelsea fan, like you would see us do really well against some teams and then randomly lose, I don't know, was it yeah. 4 or something? Like, yeah, I mean, me. and even towards the end of your season, you weren't consistent in your wins and losses, were you? I mean... Yeah. No, I mean, it's good to see that uh, that's the kind of mentality that we want in the Premier League. We always say it's the... Is a it's the best league in the world, and I do I do I genuinely think it is. Um, that if if these lower level teams, these mid tier teams, say for example, can come up and compete with the the you know the biggest and the best, um, it just shows how interesting like the season can be. Like the season that Leicester won the league, right? Like no one no one predicted that, and it was yeah. such a <laughs> you know like I I I love that they won the league. You know I yeah. won't I would definitely concede to them. Um, if it was, <laughs> but do you know what? And and another thing, another point there is that I think that also the top, you know, and and as we start the season, I will not be talking about the Championship League nearly as much. <laughs> but if you look at the top half of the table of the Championship League, I don't know if you guys caught any of their games last season, but the quality of some of those games were Premier League level. It was really impressive to watch. Um, and it was really enjoyable to watch because it was also close as well. And so when you have that competition so tight, the top six, seven teams, it's pushing each other to improve and stuff. And so you see that with, you know, the Wol- with Wolves, Sheffield United, even Burnley, you know, moving up and, and kind of closing the gap between teams that um, are historically, you know, big players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then at the end of the day, though, like, you have these two front runners and obviously like in my opinion, for example, a Chelsea or even an Arsenal, we've seen, uh, you know, Arsenal um, perform well against the Liverpool and the cities um, this year. But at the end of the day, the thing that just separates them is that consistency. Um, like, I think 
Chelsea, did, did any of any of the top six beat um, City? Yeah, Tottenham beat beat City, I think, this, this year. Um, but then when you look at the table, they're just like miles apart. Um, yeah. So it, I think it really just comes down to consistency. And that's like what would be really interesting to see with all the new signings, whether these, um, you know, third to seventh teams can they get to that consistently see level? Um, because that I think I'm most uh, interested to see. Yeah, I mean, I, I, in terms of the transfers, I I do want to say that I, I I think, and I think you guys will agree that Chelsea has had a standout transfer. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I I with all the signings that we're getting, like we we've we've filled in holes. I mean, Kepa is still is still uh, a hole that we need to fill. But uh, other than that, I feel like, dude, we've bolstered up our, our attack so much with Timo Werner. Like, I love Giroud and, and Abraham, but like Giroud is like a false nine kind of striker and Abraham is inconsistent. I feel mm-hmm. like now, I, I'm, I would go so far as to say that I think we might be challenging for the title. Maybe, maybe wow, second. Wow, that's a statement, Jehina Med. <laughs> episode know, one, episode one. Let's, everybody heard it here. <laughs> season has not even started. <laughs> but you had a lot of loans finished this this year as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we did. Like like Ethan Ampadu as well from Wales. Uh, but yeah. I, like I think Chelsea has a really good loan system. So like we we got him back and we immediately loaned him out to Sheffield United, for example. Yeah, um, mm. I don't know if you know, but Vitesse is basically like Chelsea B because every single Chelsea young player goes to Vitesse in the Dutch league. Um, yeah, honestly, but- honestly, the transfer ban really affected i think um the progression for chelsea but at the end of the day the way they've spent and like the types of signings um that they've um brought in it's still consistent with how they were prior to um the transfer event um so it's like it's like kind of a surprise but then i'm also like oh like this is roman abramovich and this is also frank lampard and and he knows what's up and he knows like what he wants exactly exactly and we we like even like Thiago Silva for example I know he's like what 36 37 like I think 36 or maybe 34 um but like even that I'm I'm not even mad with that like he yes right. he's, he's old but dude he's a solid defender and we need someone like him at the back that can you know command the defense and you know really put in those tackles um that we've been missing cuz Rudiger is 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 good but like inconsistent and Zuma and Christensen as well or if he um, Tomori, I think, is 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 still out injured or is going out on loan. So, right. um, excited do, for for. Do you guys do you guys think that Liverpool should have or should be spending more? Um, because they've only spent on one, you know, slightly unknown uh, left back or right back. I can't remember. I think yeah. it was a left back. Um, Rika, yeah. yeah, and they might lose uh, Wijnaldum to Barcelona. And they've Lalana has ended his contract. So, like, do you think it's they're being a little bit complacent by not, you know, um, competing with Chelsea and even City for for signing more players? Because they they tried they're trying to sign Thiago Thiago from Bayern, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think defensively they're they're absolutely solid. Like Van Dijk, I I think best uh, center back in the world. Agree. And dude, Robinson and and Alexander Arnold by far the best fullbacks. Yeah. Um, um. So I think defensively they're good. I think midfield maybe they might want to bolster up a little bit, but I think that the system that they have going, the players that they have now, 
fit that system. And if you bring anyone new, it might ruin the dynamic might... slightly. I completely agree. I mean, if it if it works, don't fix it. Sorry, right. that's incorrect. Yeah, no, that is right. If it works, don't fix it. And and I think <laughs> yeah, if it works, they're... don't fix it. <laughs> I was... Yeah, that's right. That's a, that's the right quote. But I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, right. I think I mean I think that they're still solid, and and I, I think that. However, I do think that Man City might might clinch um, the title this year. Interesting. Um, so know. as you say that, why don't we um, why don't we get like everybody's top six predictions then? Um, so Grania, you say Man City's going to win. I think. What I mean, about I the, don't want them to. Yeah. But I think they will. What, so then um, how do you think like the standings will go then from, from Man okay. City down? I'll give you my top six and then I'll also tell you where I think Leeds will be because I don't think we're quite ready to be top six yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I mean, I, I think that Man City is going to clinch title and then I do think that Liverpool will stay top three and I think it will be between Liverpool and Chelsea for second and third. Um, I'd like, I mean... It's really tricky when it comes to Arsenal, right? Because they are so consistently top five and then they just had, right. they just really did not pull it out of the bag last season. But I do, I <laughs> do see them coming back up to top five from eight. I mean, and they can, you know, they always clinch that number four spot. So I wouldn't be surprised. So I have put them down as four, followed by Spurs. And then I could very easily see. Um, you know, if the Wolves performed the way that they did last season, I can see them being in six or Leicester um, or, you know, a, t a team of that nature. But I would like to say that I will be so happy if Leeds gets into single digits. Ninth. Ninth is where I'm going to put them. Not bad. Top 10 is wow. not bad at all. And she didn't I even mention Man United. Wow. Yeah, I know. I mean, I couldn't face myself. I couldn't say <laughs> putting them in top six. I think maybe. I think the thing about Man United is that they are quite inconsistent. Um, and I unfortunately, I have really to. I, I have to agree with that. I mean, considering how they played the first half of the season, I was really surprised that they ended up third. And I think that they no, just you're had you're a really absolutely right run. though. They had a, a great run. I mean, they came back after COVID and really had a great. Well, I mean, I don't think they lost the last six or seven games. Um, mm. And so I was quite surprised to see them at third. And so, I mean, if you were to look at the span of their last season, I don't see them getting higher than fifth. But I also have this like burning resentment and hatred towards them. So I don't want to see them perform well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that that's my predictions for the season. Nice. 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 Jay, what about you? Um, so I know I said that uh, Chelsea, I, I, I feel Chelsea might have a chance to win the league, but I have Liverpool coming out on top. Um, Chelsea second, though. Uh, I do think that we have a squad now that is, is title contenders. Um, then Man City. I feel like Man City is always like that kind of team that is, they were, oh, yes, they're very strong and they've won a lot in the, like a lot of the, the recent leagues, but I feel like now it's starting to die down. Like that generation of players, I don't know uh, how they're going to bolster up their side, but I, I think that it's it's on the decline, um, especially since like the Champions League, um, like year after year, I'm starting to see it kind of wear down. And and, and to be fair, De Bruyne did win uh, PFA uh, Player of the Year, but um, I, I still think that they 
won't be able to to to, to win the title this year. And then I have uh, Man United fourth, but um, solely because I. Mm-hmm huge fan of Bruno Fernandes and I think he is the reason that you guys did so well after the COVID break um, so Donny van der Beek is, is also also a fantastic player um, and you guys have a, have a to be honest a very potent attack so I have you done fourth and uh, after that I, I believe in Mourinho so I have Tottenham coming fifth um, I think that you know because he came in I think mid-season last one right um or to maybe towards the beginning, but yeah. um, now he's had time to to really uh, work on his um, you know squad bolstering his squad and everything. And I'm sure you guys have seen the documentary uh, All or Nothing. So yeah, right. Well, and also I think that as you as you kind of settle in and become familiar with your team, there is that sense of camaraderie that's much more present yeah. um, exactly. than when you first enter. I mean, I have them fifth as well, so I completely agree with you. Oh, uh, so I have Wolves as six because I think so they got a new a new player. I think his name is uh, Silva something Silva from from Porto, and this uh, kid Fabio is Fabio Silva. Fabio Silva, yeah. Um, he's a he's a monster of a player. I think he's like a Bruno Fernandez type player that mm. is um, you know it'll be a game changer. So I have them. I have Wolves coming six, but in retrospect, now I realize I might want to put Everton in there. I mean, Ducure, James Rodriguez. Alan from Napoli. Um, I I thought about putting Everton up there, but he's there. He they they played such an underwhelming season last year. I found. Yeah, but I mean it's Ancelotti, yeah. right? And I think that yeah. again, it's the same thing with Mourinho that he came in I think mid season, so he had to work with what he had. Um, now I think he has a time to put a full season plan forward. Um, so I might replace. Wolves or Tottenham with Everton, but interesting. I think first and second, or vice versa. We never know. I have my hope, fingers crossed. <laughs> and just, just in the interest of interest, um, because right, Ch- Chelsea and and Menu are in top six. There, where do you think Leeds is going to come in the table this I, year? I Leeds will have like a Sheffield United kind of season. Like I, th- I, I'm super excited to have them in the league and I think Bielsa is the kind of manager that will really push them to to go hard. Um Dinesh had a good point that it seems kind of Norwich esque. Um yeah. lots of hype like Puki and uh Cantwell. Um so there's the fear of that. But I I I I think that you guys will finish top ten. Um I can't think of many other teams. Um like like Sheffield United is losing Henderson back to Man United. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Burnley but um Arsenal, I, I don't know what Arsenal are doing, like buying uh, Willian from Chelsea. Willian actually got a pay raise at, at, at Arsenal. Wow, which, really? And, yeah, it, and the, the the fact that they had to, I don't know if you guys, I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard about the whole thing where they had to furlough like 55 staff. And then yeah. there's the joke that they had to do that to buy Willian of all players. <laughs> <laughs> on the free, on the free as well. <laughs> yeah, that's so, crazy. I did not know that. You have wing. Like I don't think that that's the kind of player you need. I think you definitely like. I we all know this as fans. Like we don't. We're not coaches or anything. But like, dude. Like, oh, come on. Arsenal defensively need some work. Um, David Luiz and Mustafi and Socrates cannot be your your starting um center backs. You know, but I mean with Kieran Tierney and um uh I forget the other guy's name. But yeah, with Kieran Tierney and a few other people, I think you guys are doing better. But 
yeah, I don't know. Arsenal is always a, a fun team to watch. I love, I, I love Arsenal. Actually, well, Arsenal are not that fun of a team to watch, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like Arsenal. <laughs> Arsenal no, but I think hard. Arsenal with Arteta is is a fun team to watch. I would, I would say that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, mean, I always. I really enjoy them. You know, we'll see. Uh, but Dinesh, your your top six predictions? Yeah, I mean, I think some similar, uh, some a little different. I, I definitely uh, uh, would say Man City uh, is going to win this one. They're going to get it back. Um, I think just because Pep is outstanding and I think he's going to get them back on track. Yes, Gene, like, um, you know, so, some of their players are, are a little on the older side. David Silva is gone. But I think just the fact that they have such a strong system that's been in place for so many years, I think that is the key driving force that I think, uh, and with uh, Ferran Torres as well. Um, uh, and Ake is going to really solidify their defense. Um, so that's what I think, uh, like, that's why I think they're going to be first. Second, um, Liverpool. So kind of like a switch um, from the end of this year. So uh, Liverpool and City will switch. And then I think Chelsea and United will switch. But I definitely think Chelsea uh, will be close to second place, but they'll they'll end up third, um, just because five players um, in a team of eleven, like um, bringing five new players, like I think that's still going to be it's going to take some adjusting, right? Um, yeah. And but... so maybe a couple of months, especially because in my personal opinion, I think Thiago Silva is going to be like a David Luiz. Um, <laughs> people are going to say he's he's going to be this tough guy coming in, but he might. I don't know if he has the he has the speed um, and, you know, the age to deal with some of these uh, lower team, like lower clubs um, uh, attack. And so in their strike force, so that I think will come as a shock to him. Um, so they're going to, it's going to be kind of the same thing as last year. They're going to score a lot, but I think they'll concede as well. Um, but still, I think better than United for sure. Um, uh, and I'm sad to say that. I think our <laughs> midfield is strong now, but I think the big question mark is Sancho, right? If Sancho comes comes in, we'll get third, I think. Um, if not, then we're definitely fighting for fourth or fifth. Um, and then, like, rounding it off, I think fifth and sixth, it'll go back to, like, the conventional um, bigger clubs. I think fifth, yeah. I'm going to go as far as saying Arsenal, just because I really believe in Arteta. Um, and I just, I, you can see, like, a massive change in how they play. Um for me, from like a, like an outsider, right? Um, yeah. Watching watching them, so that's why I think they're fifth. And then with uh, Tottenham sixth, because I think they with contracts that they've like you know signed um, for some of their existing players, and then they signed Matt Doherty, which I think is going to be massive because um, yeah. a lot of their goals that they let in was because of Serge Aurier, um, mm. and so that's going to be I think uh, really helpful and. Yeah, and then Wolves and Leicester, I think. Yes, like you said, they, they brought in some players, um, but I think Wolves losing Darty is, is going to be big. Um, yeah. And so that's that's one aspect. I think um, for Leeds, I definitely don't think they will be relegated. I think they'll stay, but I think yeah, they'll be really probably like 12th. Yeah, I know. That's all, that's, I think that's the only expectation, but I think they'll be like 12th or 13th. Um, because what I think just because of how much Chelsea has been spending, not many people have noticed just like some of these mid table teams have also been spending like Newcastle, uh, signed like two yeah. or three guys from Bournemouth. Alan, Alan Wilson yep. from Bournemouth. 
Right. And um, I think there's the the championship guy, the Brentford player. He signed yeah. for Villa. Um, and he was top scorer in the cha- uh, or joint top scorer in the championship. So mm-hmm. I, I think these small factors are like what's going to like separate Leeds from being able to get 10th maybe um, yeah. to potentially just staying at like 13th, yeah. 12th, 13th or 14th. Um, I completely agree. His name is uh, yeah. Watkins, I think. Um, yeah, Ollie Watkins, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was fantastic to watch at, uh, at Brentford. I mean, he was really a quality player. And I'm really glad that he moved up to the Premier League, even if it is with Aston Villa, because he deserves to be playing in, in the first league. Um, but I, yeah. I, I completely agree with you. Um, I think you're absolutely right. And I, I feel like we all have kind of quite similar um, top sixes there in a balance, yeah. which makes sense. But I do have a question for you both. Is mm-hmm. this with the assumption that there will be no more interruptions because the likelihood of the season getting to, I mean, the amount of people who, the amount of players and managers who have tested positive um, mm-hmm. for COVID? Yeah, like, scary? it's crazy. And semi, so sorry, semi side note, like, first of all, if, if these guys are getting tested positive, obviously they're getting tested more than the general public. But if these guys, if so many are getting tested um, positive, and I'm sure they've been told to be to behave like responsibly, so it's not like you can't fault them for like they're not like going crazy. Yeah. Like what what is that like? I mean, I think that kind of just like goes to show that the numbers that we're seeing in terms of COVID, in terms of like the global numbers, it's by no means like the true number. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm almost certain that like there's so many people who just aren't getting tested, but are but definitely have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I completely agree. Just I mean, aren't getting sick. Like you, you see in the UK. Um, well, first off, you said that they're all behaving themselves, but I mean, Harry Maguire the other week in Greece. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> first of all, he doesn't have COVID, so uh, we'll we'll put that one aside. <laughs> but no, I I mean I completely agree. And then you see, like I think it was this past Sunday, um, there was the biggest jump in coronavirus cases in the UK since May and so I mean this is you know right at the start of the Premier League and people will it's a social sport people will be going to pubs to watch it people will be you know even if they can't get into stadiums they'll be around the stadiums as much as they you know relegate that and these players are just players and you know they're 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 also people and so they're going to be having access to other people you can't completely shut them off from society just to play the sport i mean as great as that would be for us because it would guarantee that they would be able to finish the season but i do think that Mm -hmm. this you know the potential break for coronavirus as as restrictions you know if there is this massive second wave that is very likely um to me that would change a lot of the standings completely Mm-hmm. Um, it would mean that, you know, teams like Leicester and Wolves um, would drop a bit more. You know, I mean, Chelsea, you, you know, yeah. you were saying that the reason that you think that they're going to, you know, maybe not get second or third Dinesh is because they have so many players that are just that they've just signed on and, and that need to learn to play together as a team. And they won't have that opportunity if if a second mm-hmm. wave happens. Yeah. Um, and so I think that. It may make for a more frustrating season. It may make for a more interesting season. Um, But it is something that could definitely change the dynamic of of the table. 
completely. Especially if people get in, uh, if club if uh, clubs have injuries. Um, yeah. But I think that I think the reason we it, it, we won't maybe see as early um, in the season just because I feel like when the coronavirus pandemic obviously was first becoming like going all over the world, when you had like one or two cases, then the entire like they re- they consider shutting down you know the entire league. Um, well, now you see clubs that have like oh one or two players, and then they're still quarantining by themselves, and then the the, the club still keeps playing games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they postpone certain games. I don't think that they will, um, you know, postpone the league um, per se. But again, it depends on how the government handles it as well. I know you're saying that uh, in the UK there's been a spike, and I think on the 14th that they're uh, banning gatherings of more than six people. So I don't know how the crowds are going to work anymore. Right. Um, and like, I think, yeah, to your point, Jaheen, it's like the Euros are coming, right? So the whole mm-hmm. football association has to consider that. And yeah. obviously health is the priority. But I think that the way the Premier League is going to operate is that if it's not as bad as how it was in March, they will just keep it going as, as far as they can um, mm-hmm. because of Euros. And because Euros is not within their jurisdiction, they don't want to be forced to cancel uh, the Premier League because they, there's there's it's not going to be like this year where they had the whole summer to you know reschedule games. Uh, uh-huh. The the summer is kind of booked up essentially. Um, yeah. yeah. Having said that, we we don't know, right? We could, there could be another Euros cancellation, like. <laughs> um, but yeah. I mean, and if it means it, you know, if postponing it, I mean, you're right. Health is important, but football is also important too. <laughs> 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 you try and play through it and, and it causes the situation to get worse and worse it could potentially bleed into 21 22 season which is a horrendous mm. thought you know um, that's so scary yeah, that's so scary last but i mean and then this yeah. is me putting my public health hat on because because i work in this field but pandemics historically last 12 to 36 months and that you know the last mm. one was a century ago before globalization was a real thing so who knows yeah how long this is going to last. Yeah. Um, but regardless, Saturday, guys, we, I, I mean, I don't know. Is this how you feel every season? Because I'm always excited for the football to start. And maybe it's a combination of like coronavirus that there's less things to look forward to. But I was, I was 11 when Leeds went down. <laughs> 11 years old. And here we are. No, it's gonna be a, it's a it's a it's a big big gonna be a big season, and I think Leeds definitely contributes to that for sure. Um, I'm I'm super pumped. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like, it's also because even though we just finished the season, like uh, it's because of coronavirus, there's like not as much to look forward to. So yeah. the past few weeks of not having a Premier League has been pretty dreadful. Yeah, um, and no one really watches like the nations leagues, and uh, yeah, so <laughs> it hasn't really been the same. But I can imagine Granya, like for you, it's it's you're extra hype, you know, because for us, we go through this every season. We're like, yeah, yeah but you finally back in the Premier League. I'm you know? buzzing, I'm buzzing. <laughs> real real I mean, quick, real quick, who, who, like, just if you had to choose one uh player who's gonna, I guess, shine this year, um. Who would it be? It could be a new signing. It could be like an existing player. I, it's, for me, I might be kind of biased, but because of everything that we heard about Kai Havertz in the in the Bundesliga, mm. um, yeah. I definitely see that candidate. Um, in terms of existing players, 
I definitely think we'll start hyping up more like Jack Grealish. Mm. Um, I was going to say Grealish as well. Yep, mm-hmm. I agree. Nice, um, nice, I'm nice. really, really looking forward to seeing Rodrigo um, play for Leeds. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I just think it's going to be so great because the problems that we had last season, I mean, Benford is a good player. He's a good, you know, but Ro- I think that they're actually going to replace him as center, re- replace him with Rodrigo as center back. Uh, I, I, I think that, I think that he's going to be a really strong player for Leeds. He's going to fit in so well. Bielsa is so thorough in his selection process. I mean, I don't yeah. know if you guys have heard the stories, but he really spends days analyzing. I wouldn't be surprised if he's watched every single one of Rodrigo's games from the past two seasons, three seasons. Wow. It's also it's plays. so it's so bad because I had Bamford on my fantasy, but now like he may not even start. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was bold and <laughs> plays he plays football manager for sure. With the with the amount of analysis he goes through, he definitely plays football manager. Who? Yeah. Uh Bielsa. Yeah, for oh, yeah, sure, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> he it. But I am also I'm also excited to watch Calvin Phillips, right? Because he yeah. you know, he's been called up to the England squad. He's been such a consistent player for Leeds, and I'm really excited to see how he fares. Um, within within the Premier League, and then also on the England squad, he's just around such a top caliber of players. Um, mm. It's going to be great to watch his growth as well. I think. What about you, Dinesh? Uh, you mean like um, standout? Yep. I. It's hard to say. I, I would say it. Ha- it would have to be a Chelsea player, um, <laughs> just because of how many amazing players they brought in. Yeah. Um, which it's like it sucks to say this, right? Um, but I would say probably, uh, Havertz as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, having said that, I'm very interested to see how, um, how well Torres for City, um, plays on the wing, um, and just how effective he is, because I think he's going to be a player that just comes in with no fear and Pep's just going to say, like, play with confidence and, with the style that they play, he's just going to get a lot of opportunities in front of goal. Um, yeah. So okay. that's, I think, would be outside of Havertz. Um, yeah. It'd be him. Best and, uh, you know, Donny van de Beek, he's, he's not too bad. Best player in the league, eh? <laughs> Dinesh, Dinesh will, you just repeat, will you just repeat who you think is going to be the standout player for Chelsea? Because it, it didn't catch it, I don't think. Um, I forgot. Uh, who I picked, so I'm just gonna have to go with Donny Van de Beek. It's hard to say. I, I would say it, ha- it would have to be a Chelsea player. <laughs> <laughs> you, to be and like jokes aside, I really, really hope Chelsea lose this weekend. <laughs> wow. Thanks for the support, but yeah. no, so. Now that now that we have a lot of different like strikers, like Timo Werner and Rodrigo for for Leeds, um, who do you think will be the top scorer this season? Oh, good question. Oh, that's a really good question. Do you think it will still be like Obama Youngs, the, the Salas and Manes and stuff? I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think there's going to be a player that comes up and surprises us that way. I, I mean, I mean, Sterling is up there as well, isn't he? Yeah. If he would. Did he not have? Was he not the top scorer last season? 
Mm, I think um, Vardy, Vardy got it. Yeah, Vardy got it. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be one of these these top players. We'll see Salah, Kane, Mane. I don't know. It Honestly, I think this will be like my one biased comment of the uh, of of the week. Um, and I think just based on the back of the la- like the end of last season, I genuinely think Martial could be uh, this could be his standout season. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. But, I mean, I, you you know, like the talk, like he's been in the Prem for how long? And I feel like my United fans always say like, oh, this is Martial is going to do it this year. Uh, do you know all, who... All I'm saying is, yeah. Do you know who I am? And I, I actually can't believe I'm saying this. And if my dad is listening, I apologize. because. <laughs> <laughs> but the the player I've really enjoyed watching on Man United and who I because I see is... Um, is Mason Greenwood. I think he's phenomenal and he's so mm. young. I mean, and he is like the most skilled at both. I mean, he's the most ambidextrous player I can remember seeing. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, he, his, the goals he scores are just always so spectacular. And I, I can see him doing really well for your team this season. And yeah. I mean, I hope so, but this, the idiot went and like tried to yeah. uh, sneak in some girls into the England uh, hotel room. Yeah, so I don't know if he'll be uh, reprimanded. Do you think Maguire will be reprimanded, or do you think I, that Maguire? No, I think more more Greenwood because Greenwood is like was actually like a behavioral thing. Maguire was more of like it's an altercation, right? Um, so I don't know. Oh, you're saying you're saying with the Greek police? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, oh. like, like, no. Do you think that? Do you think that? I mean, now my United is obviously completely backing Harry Maguire, but like right. his sentence, I think, still stands for whatever. Yes, yes. Like, I, I have no idea, honestly. I Because it, it really depends on how lenient uh, Greek authorities are. True. I mean, uh, you know, you know, we have Greek friends, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Call him up. Ask for a favor. Actually, keep yeah. him there just for the beginning. Um, oh yeah, but no, I mean, so okay. This week's this week's fir- first games. This week's lineup. Who do you guys? What game are you the most excited for? I mean, I imagine it's you know, like, what games are you the most excited for? Who do you think is going to do well this week? Do you have any expectations? Who are you going to be watching? Besides um, all of the teams. Yeah. The, okay. So the first thing is is that some of the teams aren't even playing the first. Uh, yeah. Match day, which is kind of annoying, but mm-hmm. I would say the Tottenham Everton game and then the Liverpool Leeds game are going to be like the big ones, right? Uh, because yeah. Liverpool Leeds, like I am going to be rooting for Leeds so hard. You know when I <laughs> um, when, they released, when they released that, I was like, well, we're we're easing our way into this, aren't we? It's away as and, well. And it's, like, it's at Anfield. It's it's super yeah. It's it's at Anfield and it's super annoying because last year Liverpool played Norwich. Um, and Norwich had that same vibe, like I said before, as Leeds, and they played well, but they lost like 4-1, I think. So, like, I just hope Leeds, like, I think the first half, they need to not let in anything, and then they really will have a chance uh, in the second half. Um, and, yeah, and then Tottenham Everton, obviously, because obviously of James, and I just want to see Mourinho uh, lose. Um, so, Yeah. No, that's fair. I'm also I'm also looking forward to Monday. Uh, Sheffield United Wolves are playing. I think Ooh. that those are two quite good caliber teams. They they, yeah. uh, you know, I I put them on the same level, and so I think that that's going to be a great game as well. 
100%. Yeah. But the Spurs-Everton for me, because I think these are two really, really good managers. Um, and like I said, they both had similar seasons in that they came in halfway through. They had to, you know, kind of work with what mm, they had. True, yeah. yeah. It would be the, the uh, huge test for them in terms of their how they manage their squads. Right, yeah, and we didn't we didn't really um, we didn't even mention Hoiberg uh, Ho- going to Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, um, true. I I have a feel, like I don't know, but like it could just really solidify their midfield, uh, which you know I think he was from Southampton, right? So I think it's it's going to help them like quite a lot um, in terms of not letting in as many goals. Yeah, he's a midfielder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a center mid. Lots of signings. Lots of signings. This is, I think, now I'm so excited because of the amount of signings that Chelsea's had. <laughs> yeah. And There's been so many, just so many signings. It'll be really interesting to see who adapts well to the new teams and who doesn't. Exactly. There's always that risk. Um, yeah. And with the added, you know, with the added COVID factor and the fact that, you know, there was such a long break as well, the teams feel a bit less put together not put together. That's probably yeah. not. Mm-hmm. But they do seem a little, a bit, a little, little bit less close than normal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they haven't had like a preseason, like, uh, sorry, like, uh, yeah, preseason, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. th- some of them have only played like a couple games. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It, it'll, it'll be interesting for sure. But I, I liked it in the, in the sense that I know they didn't have a preseason, but there wasn't a long break, right? So as soon as season ended, the team oh, was back. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, but they've had less time to adapt to their new environment to to learn how to play with their new teams. That's true. Um, and so while they are a bit less, like I guess, cooled down because there wasn't that much of a break, they've had to adapt to a whole new environment. Um, mm-hmm. And some people will be able to handle that really well, but others may not. Another thing, like I was just thinking about all the fixtures for the first match day. Like I think usually um, when the season starts. Uh, like I, I watch kind of the the bigger games, but even like for this season, like I'm excited to watch even some of these mid-table games or like even uh, you know the the lower the guys who are expected to be on the lower half. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I West Ham like Newcastle you... is also going to be really good. Uh huh. You tried really hard to like make that politically correct and not insult. Yeah, I, I was about to say like the garbage teams. <laughs> No, but like you were saying, like they made such good signings as well that mm. they would be see how they perform as well. Yeah, Wait, sure. We we should also do an outro. Sure. Yeah, well, yeah. Kwanya, you want to take it away? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kwanya's <laughs> Kwanya's um, uh, the designated intro outro. Yeah. Yeah. Look, female representation in a sport <laughs> is dominated by far too many men. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I just I have a quick when I um I went to Leeds Brentford last season, um, at Elland Road with my father, and I went and mm. all I could see was a sea of white males in their fifties, <laughs> and I was trying wow. to find my dad in the crowd, and I was like, honestly, I don't think I can see him. Like, <laughs> impossible, yeah. impossible. Yeah. Oh, real quick, real quick, three teams that are gonna be relegated. Go. Three. Teams. <sighs> Three. Um, I mean, there. I mean, you're making it seem like there aren't going to be three teams that are going to be relegated. I know, but it's just hard to like. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think Fulham will stay up. I think Fulham will, and and the Hammers as well took. Uh, they struggled last season a lot, and they barely made it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna go with Fulham, uh, West Ham, and uh, I don't want to say Villa because of Jack Grealish, but they did struggle again. Um, yeah. Maybe Villa West Brom. West, like, I was going to say West Brom. Teams like Villa and West Brom just bounce between the two leagues so frequently yeah. that I wouldn't, I mean, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if, if either or both of those teams got relegated. Um, yeah. I also think that, I mean, you know, Fulham, I didn't expect to be promoted. So, um, you know, and that being said, I probably have a little bit of a bias because I would like to see them go back down. But um, yeah, I, I don't expect them to stay up for for too long either. So mine mm, would probably yeah. be Fulham, West Brom, and, and Villa. Gotcha. Yeah, I think I think West Brom and West Ham for me first and foremost those two, and then it'll be a toss up between Villa and uh, Fulham uh, for the third. Um, yeah. I think just because, like, uh, I like Mitrovic, and so I'm hoping that he, yeah. he stays up. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of my my main reason for hoping that Fulham don't get relegated. Yeah. No, that's very fair. I mean, I think that, what well, we've predicted the, the race in the bottom four, haven't we? <laughs> um, yeah. The same four teams that we've talked about. But um, I don't yeah. think that there will be any surprises. Mm. Um, but who knows? True. Yeah, the, the bottom three definitely look a little bit more, uh, I guess, conclusive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Compared so. to the top. And for all our two listeners that are going to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> the Yusuf Imam. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Yusuf, what's up? <laughs> um, no, it's been, it's been so great chatting to you guys about this. I think that this has been a great start um, to this little project. I mean... If, whether we have one listener, no listeners, I, I think that each week it's just going to be really great to catch up with you guys properly and, and talk about um, the the league just because we've done it, you know, through WhatsApp for so many years and, and quite quite sporadically. But this is just going to be great. And and, you know, for that, for Yusuf and, and whoever else is listening, <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> Exactly. No, um, I think that, you know, each week we'll talk a little bit about the Premier League. We'll also be having some of our friends on here to talk about football and, and you know, they're growing up. One of our friends grew up in Egypt, so it'd be great to get him on to talk about um, the rise of football in Egypt due to due to Mosala. And so there are so many great things that we can talk about. And, you know, Dinesh, it's, it's nearly 3 a.m. his time. Um, but, you know, we're, we're chatting across the, you know, across three continents and we're, we're watching one league. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of go through this season with you both. Um, I think that it's going to be a fantastic season. There'll be so many, it'll be different from so many other seasons because of the, the world that we're living in, in the pandemic. Um, but really, really excited to, you know, to chat about, what happened the previous weeks to discuss what we think is going to happen in the future to have our friends on um and to really you know have the crack (laughs) a little bit of irish for you there (laughs) 